0: At that point, what if they call you and say, hey, Jen, we're not going to mandate you to take the the jab. Please come back and work for us. What do you do?
1: No, I wouldn't go back. I was very proud to be a part of my healthcare institution for the majority of my career there, but how they handled this situation, it really kind of changed how I feel.
0: You were with Kaiser, right, Jen? Sorry.
1: No, I was with Scripps.
0: Okay, so if it's another hospital that says it, that we're not... Mandating anymore, and it's not scripts. Would you then go back? <laughs> Episode 65 with another nurse who decided to not take the jab and walked away because she believes in freedom and doesn't believe in mandates, especially those. When you're putting something foreign into your body, especially when you're taking care of yourself. It's a pretty hard sell to a lot of people. She's the second one. It's a back-to-back episode. Of course, last week's episode was Tori Jensen. She was the same, uh, kind of the same situation. She was a nurse who walked out. She videotaped the entire thing, put on IG, went crazy. Now, Jen Peters, who's on episode 65, this episode... Her picture went absolutely viral, nearly 1 million likes on her picture. It was a picture of her work shoes and her badge, and the caption essentially read what she's done in her time uh, as a nurse, saving lives. She went from 200 followers to 42,000 followers. And really, none of this is for her to be a Instagram influencer, to be famous. It has nothing to do with any of that. Her page was private. Her friends told her to be public so the word can get out, and it just exploded. A couple of conservative pages uh, put it on their page, and this thing just went ballistic and viral. So I am grateful that she's on the show, and we had a amazing conversation. She is, she is amazing. She's an amazing mother, and um, it, was, it was a lot of fun talking to her. We start the conversation talking about that picture and about it going viral. So episode 65 with Jen Peters. Here we go. This picture that you put up in your account, I mean, everything kind of just went viral. I think you're at 200 followers to 45,000. Did you think the picture would get nearly a million likes?
1: Not, no. Never in a million years.
0: And you did it because... Obviously, you wanted the word to get out, but you also did it for your kids, right? And so they can right, look back yes. and kind of see what we went through in that 2020 year and, and kind of still going through.
1: Exactly. Yes. When I I truly did write it for them, um, my account was private. So I really didn't intend. I mean, for my family and friends to see, yes. And then really to take it because you can take photos from Instagram and download them into your family photo albums really easily. That was truly the main purpose behind it was for us to have a relic of the times of sort and then to let my family and friends know what had happened to those who I hadn't spoken to about it yet.
0: Hmm. So you, then you went from private to public account. Why? Did t- somebody tell you to do it or?
1: Yes, because I sent the post to a good friend who is um, going, she went through the same thing, but went for a religious exemption. And um, we had been on a text chain with a bunch of nurses who were going for various religious or medical exemptions um, from our same hospital. And she read it and she said, oh my gosh, you need to share this with Mm. our text chain. It's just The words just resonate with me. And then so for them to be able to read it I made my account public and assumed that by the end of the week, I would make it private again and didn't think twice about it.
0: Oh my gosh. And then how, how did things just like flood in? How do you think that picture went so viral?
1: Honestly, I don't know. I think what, what started was the women from my text chain shared it to whatever else, what other text chains they were on. And then it just spread from there and it really got picked up. um, David Harris jr posted it on his instagram page
0: nice and i
1: think that that's where it really got some traction and
0: i think that's exactly where i saw it too yeah
1: Ah. okay yeah yeah
0: Yeah. now that now that you say that and now you've got a new friend in tori jensen right i had her on about a a couple weeks ago Yes. she was escorted out of the hospital were you escorted out of the hospital what was your situation when you were fired because you wouldn't take the jab
1: So, no, I was not escorted out. Um, She had an entirely different situation. I think she was notified mid-shift that her religious exemption had been denied. Mine, they had told me my medical exemption was not going to be approved, but they were giving me an extra 30 days beyond when they gave me that letter to get fully vaccinated. So, I knew when my final shift was. And so, as soon as the my shift I clocked out I was deactivated from their system.
0: So you went for a medical exemption not a religious exemption. Correct. And that was denied. Yes. Can you share what the medical exemption you were you were trying for?
1: Absolutely. So I am breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And um at the time that the California state mandate was rolling out and then Scripps was coming up with what they were how they were going to respond to the mandate. I had been back at work from maternity leave for a few months, two to three months, um, and had just gotten my daughter on the right path. We had had some various health issues with her and, um, she kept losing weight and losing weight and dropping growth curves. And I had finally gotten her on the right track. We were just on, she was stabilizing and starting to get healthy. And, we knew that she has various issues, intolerances with whatever comes through my breast milk, which causes her to get sick, would cause colitis, um, bloody diapers, and then weight loss because she didn't want to eat anymore. So we just got that. figured out. And then they came out with this mandate. And I said, you know, first of all, They've got to, They've got to approve an exemption for pregnant and breastfeeding women. They always do. They don't put us as subject matter in these um, in relatively new medications or vaccines or anything like that. So I was shocked when I found out that it wouldn't be approved. It didn't classify as any criteria. My hospital facility specifically had a very specific criteria, and I can't. I don't have the paper in front of me, but I think it was something similar to whatever the CDC says is contraindicated for getting the vaccine, which I believe is anaphylaxis to the vaccine itself. And that was the only way you could get a medical exemption. And that was the only way they would allow a provider to sign for a medical exemption. So my decision process was, okay, I've just gotten my daughter kind of figured out as best I can. I don't know if something in the vaccine will transfer to her. We don't know what transfers through the breast milk quite yet. They, they have various studies on it. But in terms of what, what her specific issues are, I didn't know if it was going to throw her off or not. I had had COVID while I was pregnant. And to be perfectly honest, we have six months worth of data on the lactating population taking this vaccine, and then their babies are now maybe six months old. And while a lot of people find that to be very robust data, I would rather see some long-term clinical data telling me, okay, well, in two to three years, this is still going to be okay. Um, not turn around and be like, whoops, you know, maybe maybe we weren't so correct on that one.
0: Well, especially when Pfizer just came out and said, you can't release anything that's in this thing for the next 75 <laughs> <For> years.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Like, <right>? like Really? <laughs> So
1: exactly. How
0: scary is that? So uh, by the way, your, your little girl, she's okay today?
1: Yes. Yes. Awesome. She's doing very well.
0: Great. Now, you know this well because you were in the postpartum unit, right? Right. That's where you would work. So you were working with new mothers, correct? Yes. What kind of questions would you be getting from new mothers?
1: Questions regarding my vaccination status or whether what they should do.
0: What they should do.
1: I didn't get a lot of those, and especially because as a nurse, we can provide information, but it's up to the doctors to really provide recommendations. So a lot of that had to be deferred off to the providers.
0: Mm-hmm. And, but would they ask questions about the vaccine?
1: No, wow. actually. No, because a lot of the pregnant women had already had extensive um, conversations with their OBs. During their pregnancy, and made a decision whether they were going to get it during their pregnancy, get it after they've delivered, not get it at all. So, I didn't get a lot of those information. I got a lot of people telling me what they had decided to do, but not asking questions about it. Interestingly enough,
0: another question. It's it's kind of a side thing, but I, I'm always interested in this because I know when uh, women have babies and and they go through labor, things happen in uh-huh. the woman's body. Yes. What do you usually see in a woman like when the labor is then complete and the baby is out and it's healthy like what do you see do you see differences in women
1: um you know to be perfectly honest you see a big there's a huge spectrum because it depends on whether their labor was induced whether the baby was in optimal positioning how long they labored for how long they pushed for whether it was a c-section whether it was an emergency c-section was the cord wrapped around the baby's neck you know there's so many things that go into play that I couldn't give a generalization on it.
0: Hmm. So it's kind of how the labor went then, right?
1: A lot of it and, and how healthy the mom was leading up to Sometimes there are um, different conditions that you can develop during pregnancy or different issues that mom may have pre-existing that can impact it as well. But Yeah.
0: Uh, Again, I interviewed your new friend now, Tori Jensen. She's awesome, as you are. She's in the same boat as you. I received a couple messages after I had her on. People asked me to kind of reconsider my message about not believing in the vaccine. What do you say to those?
1: So my whole stance is I am anti-mandate. I think people should have the right to choose in whether or not to get the vaccine based on their particular situation. What are their health concerns? What are their health issues? What what do they come in contact with? Who do they come in contact with? What research have they done? What is their doctor recommending for them? I feel like it should be individualized. There should never be a blanket band-aid telling everybody that they need to get this, regardless of anything, Yeah. Essentially. So, you know, I I think that the vaccine, its efficacy, believing in it or not, I I have personal opinions on that, but I don't want to really talk about those personal opinions because mine are at this point, as well as a lot of other people's, because we're just getting tons of new research and a lot of it is speculation. And so I'm not here to tell somebody what to do. I am here to advocate for the choice to choose what is best for you.
0: Well, and Jen, they the way they push it, how they're real aggressive in terms of pushing uh-huh. this thing, it makes it feel like, does the government really care about us? <laughs> they really care how <laughs> uh-huh. we live and healthcare, and more like a sick care. Yeah. Right, if if you're sick, yes. that's how doctors and and pharmaceutical industries make money because you, they want you to be sick. It's sad, yes. but that's the that's the truth, and you know that you're you're kind of in uh, the front lines of that, and so right. I don't know, man. It's, it's just the, it's the way they are about it. It's, it's the aggressiveness uh, behind it. I think
1: it. that that's what has given a lot of people that's caused them to take some pause and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why? What's the why behind this? And I don't know if it truly is for my personal health and well-being because at the end of the day, a vaccine, you choose to get a vaccine for you, to protect you, not to protect somebody else. And um,
0: and if you have it, then you're protected. So why are you worrying about those who don't have it?
1: That's a big question. And then there's a bunch of debates on viral load and you know whatnot. And I think that we're kind of seeing more and more data come out that is giving us some clues as to what's going on. But yeah, I yes, it's the big push is a little bit much.
0: They're so aggressive that they are now letting go of those who were saving lives through a pandemic? If the pandemic is still alive and active and well, why would they be getting rid of those who save lives through a pandemic? I just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't
1: add up. And then the funniest part is we've got a labor crisis Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, people essentially not working, choosing not to work, because there wasn't previously a labor crisis. And you've got a group of people who happily, you know, went to work to help out (laughs) when most other people were staying home. And now they're not only not being allowed to work, but by the verbiage through which we are terminated, we are said that we are terminated through our voluntary resignation. So what does that tell state unemployment departments?
0: Yeah, and if this new variant is legit, they've got a rude awakening coming. Um, I I pray to God (laughs) that it's not, obviously, but imagine if it is, and there's thousands and thousands and thousands of nurses who said, no thanks, I'm out. The hospital's going to be in trouble. The country's going to be in trouble. At that point, what if they call you and say, hey, Jen, we're not going to mandate you to take the the jab. Please come back and work for us. What do you do?
1: No, I wouldn't go back. Hmm. Yeah, I think that I was... Very proud to be a part of my healthcare institution for the majority of my career there, but how they handled this situation—it really kind of changed how I feel.
0: Now, is that with Ky- you're with Kaiser, right, Jen? Sorry,
1: no, I was with Scripps.
0: Okay, so if it's another hospital that says it that we're not mandating anymore, and it's not Scripps, would you then go back? No. Okay. Done.
1: Yeah, it's I think I've I've drawn my line in the sand. I've seen how they all handle things and how they all treat their workers. I will find another way to help people.
0: Mhm. Yeah, it's like they went to the same school, right? Like they yes. like, like you said, right? Like they know how, that's the way all are most likely going to treat people. And it's you know, they're messing with the wrong people. The military the first responders, yes. the police, the firefighters, the nurses, yes. the paramedic. What are you guys, what are we doing? Like these are heroes. These are people who run into uh, areas where people are running out of, right? Disasters. They're running into right. disasters as we're running out because we want nothing to do with it. These people are running into. It just, we're messing with the wrong
1: people. They're going to experience a loss of experienced professionals, experienced professionals. And I know there's a hospital in Oregon, I think where the national guard already had to step in and well, yes, it's great to have hands on deck. I would much rather a well-trained hand who knows truly they specialize and they've done it for years, what they're doing, take care of me or my loved one. You know, yes, it's great to have somebody in general, but you know, that's, that's just a little bit scary of what it could turn to in my opinion.
0: How many nurses were vaccinated at your hospital who didn't agree with what they're doing to those who are trying to get exemptions who were denied and then eventually fired. You know,
1: I had a fair amount, I I couldn't give you numbers, but just based on people that I talked to, obviously there are some that said, Hey, great, good riddance. But there was a, a good amount that were vaccinated and said, Hey, we totally get why you're choosing not to do this. And maybe if I were in your shoes, I would really think twice about it as well. So yeah, we support you.
0: You said you had COVID while you were pregnant. How did you treat it?
1: Um, with a, one Tylenol a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gosh. That simple, huh?
1: Yes. And thankfully, <laughs> at the time that I got COVID, the research was showing that pregnant women tended to get a less severe case but had, a longer, had longer-term symptoms. And that was exactly me. My husband had the full-on man flu version of it. You know, I also think there's part mom in you because I had at my house, my husband, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law all had it and they were isolated in their rooms. And then my two kids had to be home. So I was homeschooling them and hmm. taking care of the three sick adults who all went down first.
0: God. And you had it at the same time? Did you guys all have it at the same time?
1: We all fell within four days. So it was my mother-in-law, four days later, my father-in-law four days later, my husband, four days later, me,
0: Mm. man, you, you, you mothers, man, you mothers, I swear (laughs) you guys wear capes.
1: (laughs) I just think that there's something in us that says, nope, can't get sick today. It's crazy.
0: And even if you were like dead sick, you're going to figure things out, man. I am so envy of you guys.
1: The kids still need to be taken care of. They still had to do school. So at certain times, I was wearing full PPE, like N95, everything, because I was starting to not feel great. But nobody was able to come out of their rooms yet. So I, <laughs> I was still having to be with the kids.
0: And your husband would be like me. God bless your husband, but he'd be just like me. Be like, no, please, just take care of them. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm scared. Okay. I'm gonna die. <laughs> I
1: can't get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> You know, and the other part of this is that, believe it or not, we have immune systems. That's pretty cool. I know. I, I know a lot of people haven't heard of that. But the immune yeah. system, if you take care of it prior to you getting yes. sick, you bounce back yes. quicker, right?
1: That's what I forgot to mention was we were all on, once my mother-in-law got sick, their their doctor actually gave us, and I looked up the protocols for what they were recommending in terms of immune support for vitamin D, zinc, I think melatonin. They had a whole, there was a whole protocol, a lot of which I still take today just as general immune support. So we all started that and I, I've continued that.
0: Is there a brand that you use?
1: Um, no, I try to find the ones with the USP labels on them.
0: Okay. You're going to say something else. Do you remember?
1: No, okay.
0: I don't. Okay. How about your husband? What does he do?
1: He's a firefighter.
0: Nice. Okay. So yeah, thankfully, you don't necessarily have to work, right?
1: Um, I'm going to need to find a job. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We had planned, we had known this was happening and we had planned to give me a couple of months, like make it through the holiday season um, before I figure out what what my new pair of shoes is.
0: Uh, what about the hate? Have you received more hate than love or hopefully more love than hate?
1: Way more, way more love than hate, I have to say. the The hate, burns it stings because there's this innate like need to defend myself and I just want to say hey like no I'm not spreading misinformation this wasn't this wasn't meant for the masses this was meant for nurses and my family or no I don't nothing in this says that miscarriage is going to cause or co- the vaccine's going to cause miscarriage or whatnot. Um, or I'm doing this to, to be a social media influencer because none of this is has done on purpose. But I just focus on the sheer amount of people who have reached out. And a lot of people reaching out in solidarity saying, oh my gosh, I thought I was alone in this. I don't know anybody in my hospital going through this. I'm too afraid to talk to people, but to read your story, it just gives me hope. It gives me support so thank you so much and so that's what I've I've focused on
0: It's crazy right you you see that picture and again 920,000 likes and then you can get uh 10 comments that people are just angry and upset and they think you're killing people because you're not jabbed and you're like oh my god why and it just ruins your day right (laughs) like it does yeah you don't think you don't look at like the good 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 it's like those those 10 people just ruin everything
1: they totally they get (laughs) you um (laughs) you try not to but you're like man that yeah. wasn't very nice <laughs> exactly
0: what, what do you what do you tell those that are in the same boat as you again I, I mentioned Tori because she she mentioned a single mother I mean who has no choice she was against getting the jab but she had no choice but to get it because she's a single mother and everybody's in a different situation so it's it's hard for me to ask you what advice would you give because everybody's life is different but I mean, what, what, do you, what do you tell that person? What do you what do? You so
1: do? I have a couple, it's, a, it's threefold, I believe. My best piece of advice is first, you've got to go through it. You've got to go through all of the emotions and allow yourself to feel all of the emotions because you're going to hit betrayal, frustration, desolation, sadness, anger, everything. But you have to give yourself a time limit on that. How many days are you going to spend feeling those feels? Because after that, it's time to make your decision. You're going to weigh the pros and the cons and you're going to find out what the best decision is for you. Do your research, both sides of the coin, talk to your medical provider, figure out what is best for you and then you've got to be okay with it. You've got to somehow find a way to say, okay, this is my line in the sand. Here's why I am making this decision. This is my why and I am going to move on from here. This decision is going to propel me in the right direction because of this and then you have a positive mindset for it and then the best thing you can do is once you've made your decision whatever it is share your story because there are so many people going through it that it's going to be helpful for everybody to share what their decision process is what is their why because it can help other people just feel that support the solidarity and give them the courage and the confidence to make their decision
0: Hmm, I like that you mentioned earlier you need to figure it out you want to get a job I mean man being being a mother with kids is a full time job uh, yes ideally your passion where, where would you ideally love to do and, and work
1: my passion is still with mothers and babies um, I just I love supporting women and children and that's been forever so I'd like to stay in that arena um, I do have a private lactation practice and I'm wanting to get more on the prenatal side of things, because just like we've talked about with, with health, it's great to support your immune system. It's really not awesome. If you're being so reactive to getting sick, like you're just treating it with medication. Well, let's, let's figure out how to make ourselves healthier. Well, it was the same thing in lactation where a woman has a baby. Then she realizes that she's not quite sure what she's doing and she needed help yesterday. Well, it's really hard to learn everything you need to, to know once you start having problems. So if we get on the prenatal side and give much more extensive information and education, then a woman has a much greater chance at succeeding in what her goals are in terms of breastfeeding. So that's where I am trying to take my private practice, but I would also like to expand it a bit to mothers and children beyond just breastfeeding. And I, I'm, Contemplating getting into some podcasting as well because I enjoy this.
0: <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, that, yeah, that, that, that'd be awesome. How about a lawsuit?
1: Um, you know, I am not sure about that. It's, I'll have to see how things play out and what's going on. Legally, down the line, I know that religious exemptions—they're pushing hard for those lawsuits because it's—it's it's a bit of a different situation. Um, but in terms of them denying my medical exemption, they'll have to. There has to be cause for it. And right now, the CDC and everybody is supporting me getting the vaccine, and I'm the one saying no. <laughs>
0: were, were Were there a lot of nurses at your hospital that were in the same boat and they did leave because they didn't want to take it?
1: A lot of them opted to go the religious exemption route, regardless of...
0: Did they get accepted?
1: So, most people got accepted. I think there are very few denials, but they're on a temporary acceptance. And I don't know what... And Temporary acceptance, while their case continues to be reviewed, is what my understanding is. Now, I don't know if that's... If the, Scripps is planning on doing what Kaiser was doing and kind of selectively, selectively picking off one by one, or whether... They're just kind of holding on to their workers for as long as they can I didn't choose a religious route because that is not my why and that was my line in the stand that was me my line in the sand not that was me taking a stand
0: you mentioned on your social media that people think they know you but they really don't there's some fun facts about you that they don't know can you can you share some?
1: Yeah so my this nursing is my second career my first career was in public accounting I'm a CPA. And I was head head in the books, Um, had some goals for myself where I wanted to make sure that I had passed all four parts of the CPA exam um, by the time I turned 22. Wow. And I did that. I had a job with Ernst & Young, and I was working really hard getting my hours in to get the full CPA license. And once I got that, I looked up and I said, (laughs) oh, I'm not so sure This is the right choice for me. And um, I started to look around and see what else was out there and realized that my passion really was helping people. And I did a lot of soul searching, shadowing, interviewing, and ultimately decided to totally change careers and get into nursing. So me stepping out of nursing is not the first time I'm making a major change, but it's just been a long time since I've done so. Another fun fact is that... Huh, fun fact, I guess. Um, i really into... I love working out. And that's the way I start my day. Street parking is one of my favorite workout programs. It's awesome. It's a very cheap monthly payment. And um, it gets you a good workout in a short amount of time with a great supportive community. And coffee is my love language. And I met my husband through coffee. How would you do that? So when i was working in the adult icu his mom was one of my patients and i didn't meet him he wasn't visiting her at the time but clearly she wasn't too sick because his parents were both there and they got to know me a little bit and they found out that i had left public accounting to get into nursing well he had just left a sales finance job to go into firefighting Mm. and they said oh my gosh you have to meet you guys are both new to san diego you're so similar in your goals. You have to meet. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure your son is so special. <laughs> you know, whatever.
0: <laughs>
1: well, I guess his dad went home that night and searched for me for a couple hours on Facebook, showed it to my husband and said, you, this is the nurse. You have to email her. And he's like, dad, keep, leave me alone. But then he ended up sending me a Facebook message a couple of days later with some, like he had a great sense of humor about it. And I, told myself before i opened it i'm like if this guy can make me laugh then okay we can let's let's meet for coffee because his dad had suggested when he left um the hospital before after i met him that we just meet just coffee no pressure just meet him and so when he made me laugh in his message i was like okay let's meet for coffee and we did and the rest is history.
0: I was gonna say, thankfully, he made you laugh, and he didn't get you creeped out, because that could be creepy <laughs> yeah, too,
1: right? <laughs> he, he took so the right. He, he took the
0: right approach.
1: What's really funny is that I had a couple more patients after that, <laughs> trying to have their sons meet me, and I was like, no, no, I already found the son. We're all good.
0: <laughs> I already found my creep. He, he, he creeped me on Facebook. We're good.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, you said street funny.
0: parking. Is that a workout app or something?
1: Yeah. It's a great, it's not an app. It's a program. Hmm. It's awesome. Their whole premise is get a good workout in on the days that you don't feel like it or you don't have time. Do more than nothing. Make it as simple as possible. Make your workout as simple as possible. All you need is two set of dumbbells. Make your nutrition as simple as possible. And they're there to support you. And it's just awesome. Where can I find it? Streetparking.com. They're on Instagram and they have a website.
0: You say streetparking.com?
1: Yeah, because you work out in your garage and you park on the street.
0: Awesome. I'm going to check that out. You can also
1: do it in the gym, but it's so cool. It's, it's functional fitness based. Um, they, had, they have their roots in CrossFit. It's just not exactly CrossFit. Oh, okay. And it's got a di- whole different mindset behind it.
0: You're busy, but I feel like you're a girl who would read books. Are you reading any books right now?
1: Um, you know, <laughs> I just listened to most of an audio book, Atomic Habits but I haven't gotten a chance to really sit down and read because I've got a little peanut right now who wants her mama more than anything. And then managing social media has actually taken up way more of my time than I actually ever anticipated.
0: Does that bother you?
1: No, not if I can plan it so that it doesn't take me away from my kids. I just have to get organized with it. Yeah,
0: because that that can be a disaster too. And I I don't think... Yeah. Yeah, I think you know what to do with your time you know, and not sit there and waste it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's actually taken me away from the scrolling and I look at it more as like a job, a business at this point. I'm systematically going through messages and and responding to things. I'm still going through DMs from a month ago wow! Um, but I made it my goal to try to respond to everybody
0: very cool you know there's one thing about you I'm sure there's many positives about you but there's one thing that I've noticed about you when I've saw some of your interviews on video you have a constant smile on your face you're always happy how do you stay so positive
1: um you know I think it's a mindset in all honesty that's what I've really tried to work on for a while now is and that was funny because it's mentioned in my Atomic Habits book. If you, if you feel something negative coming on, take a couple of deep breaths and smile before you do something that makes you happy. And if you can continue that behavior, anytime you feel something negative or something upsetting, just the act of taking a couple of deep breaths and smiling will change your mindset and your mood. And so that's what i try to do i try to really not focus on the negative and say okay what's done is done what's happened has happened where are we going from here one door closes another door opens so positive mindset
0: yeah i love that i look forward to your journey following it on social media uh we will put all of your social media tags on our show notes so they can easily follow you and i hope that you land something that you're passionate about that you love and then hopefully get you back on here and get get a kind of an update as to what you're doing.
1: Awesome. I would love to. Thank you so much, Mike.
0: Special people. And I, I mentioned it how many times now? I'm Probably too many times, but I'll, I'll keep talking about it. These are the people that we just don't mess with. Um, this is what makes our country great. Our, our first responders, our nurses, they're saving lives. And... You know, again, if the government is so in tune about our health and want to take care of us so bad for a virus that's got a pretty high success rate in terms of survival rate, I don't think they'd be getting rid of nurses, one. And two, again, if they're so in tune in terms of our health, why would they get rid of those who would then save us? I don't think they really care about us. The health system... Is really a sick care system. We're actually taking a germ over freedom. Isn't that wild? Do you think about that? We're taking a germ over our freedom. It's wild, right? There were germs prior to this. There were flus every year. There were different variants of the flu every single year. I think for the last maybe, oh, I don't know, 2000 years. And so now it's a whole different story and it just it just makes you think and wonder you know what really is going on and what is the end game and the only way this thing goes away is if people don't comply and you can not like this message of mine you can disagree with my message you can disagree with the episode and i am okay with that i am i really am you know why that's what makes this country great is that we can disagree with each other you listen to it and maybe it made you upset, but I can listen to an episode and it's the opposite and it would make me upset because I don't agree with it. And so that's okay, but you have to understand something. You getting a vaccine shot, I have no issues with. Then mandating you to do certain things, essentially to live, to get rid of your freedom. When I tell you, when I, when I say freedom, I mean you then walking into places showing a card stating that you are vaccinated. That's not what this country was built on. We don't do that stuff here. And so I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. What I care about is that this is step one to a lot of things that are potentially going to happen. And if so if you comply, it's going to get really bad. It's going to get ugly, and it's going to turn into a, a communistic country. Crazy to think. And I know a lot of you are oh, you're crazy. You're nuts. But... And I look, man, I hope I'm wrong. My gosh, are you kidding? This, this is the greatest country of all. And so it's it's starting to flip, but it's getting a little bit crazy. And when things get real crazy, right, left, middle, people wake up. And people are waking up. And it's 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 not good for those who are trying to push this thing. Uh, look, if this new variant is really happening, and if it's around, I'm pretty, who cares? I mean, yeah, why not? I'm sure it is. And by, how do you even test these variants? They don't even... They have, they have Greek names for them, but how do you even test them? They, Anyways, if it's really around and there are thousands of less nurses that are in hospitals, these people were worried about beds being in parking lots. Imagine beds in parking lots without nurses. Those beds are going to be turning into coffins. You're messing with the wrong people. That was episode 65 you can follow jen on instagram jen g peters very simple jen g peters j e n g peters we'll put that in the show notes and also you can follow me on instagram that's where most of the action takes place miked up pod m-i-k-e-d-u-p-p-o-d i am i gabriel thank you for making me a part of your day until next time folks no wasted days let's
1: go